Hey there, and welcome back to the Grace Youth Podcast. To those regulars out there, welcome back, and thanks for all your support. And to any newbies listening in, welcome. We hope you find the next 20 to 25 minutes a welcome break from the manic busyness of life, and that you're able to tap into the frequency of God as we direct our attention to Him. Coming up on today's show, we've another spiritual stretch for you guys that will hopefully see you developing a bit more of those faith muscles. There's another devotional in store, and this one is definitely one for the sporting history buffs among us. It's about someone who stepped up and stepped out in faith, but maybe not in the ways that you're thinking. And we've got another awesome young person hopping on the mics to share their life and testimony with all of you wonderful people out there. I can guarantee you that this is one you will not want to miss. It's definitely a candidate for the funniest embarrassing story at the very least. All of that ahead, I know for one that I'm excited, and I hope you are too. As every week, you are so welcome, and it is so great to have you join us for the Grace Youth Podcast. Thirty-seven days have passed since our pilot episode went live. I, for one, can't believe how fast the time has flown in. Thanks so much to everyone who's been faithfully tuning in each week. You the real MVPs. And my deepest apologies for the slightly later pod this week. Last Sunday was Mother's Day. I hope you all remembered. And if you didn't, it might be a good idea to stop off at the shop on the way home and grab some chocolates and flowers as a little bit of an apology. On the topic of mothers though, I think it's time we jump into another mothers and fathers inspired spiritual stretch. I love my mum and dad. Shout out to Grant and Gillian. But this year, thanks to the wonders of Covid, I wasn't able to see my mum on Mother's Day. The closest we got was a soppy message on WhatsApp. But you know, that's not actually too dissimilar to how Mothering Sunday was originally created. During the Middle Ages, the custom developed of allowing people who had moved away from where they grew up to come back to visit their home or mother churches and their mothers and on the fourth Sunday of the Christian festival of Lent, Mothering Sunday was observed. At the time, It wasn't uncommon for children to leave home to work when they were as young as 10 years old, so this was an opportunity for families to meet up again. This became Mothering Sunday in Britain, as the dates of Lent vary each year, so does the date of Mothering Sunday. So there's something you didn't know before. So because kids didn't always get to see their mothers throughout the year, they made a special day to celebrate and spend time with mothers and families and go to church. And as great as Mother's Day is, I would never want to take that away or belittle its importance. The Bible actually has some guidance for us as to how we're supposed to treat our mothers and fathers too. In the book of Exodus, in chapter 20, Moses received 10 commandments for the people of Israel, given by God, that were to guide them in how to best live their lives in order to please God, live well together, and fulfill his purposes for them. And if you look down the list, right there at number 5, we read this. Honour your father and mother, so that you may live long in the land that the Lord is giving you. 
See, in God's eyes, honouring our parents went far further than just reserving one day to show our thanks and appreciation for all that they do. For him, his people should be those who respect, honour, appreciate and love both their parents day in, day out. When it's hard and when it's easy. So I'll challenge you today with this. How have you shown your parents honour this week? Have you done that well? Or maybe not so well? Challenge yourself to outwardly demonstrate some appreciation for your parents over the next few days. Maybe that's offering to make dinner one night. Or making them a cup of tea or coffee when they get in from work. Or maybe that's just making the effort to thank them for all the things that they do for you. That add up to so much in all of our lives. Drop-offs, pocket money, dinners, paying bills... There's so many things that go unnoticed and a lot of the time unappreciated that they do. Maybe there's people in your life who aren't necessarily your biological parents, but are mother or father-like figures to you in another way. How can you honour these guys too? However you answer that question, this week and every week, let's be people who honour our mothers and fathers. So here we are, again, back with another interview with your very own Grace Youth Young person, which is very, very exciting. Right now, I again have my guest interviewer, Ellen. Hello. Hi, Ellen. Why? Hi, guys. Why? That is an aggressive hello. Yeah, uh, I thought I'd hit, hit it hard in the H. Nice. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Good. Okay, well, Ellen's here, which is always great. I am. Um, and joining us today, very, I'm, I'm so excited for dun, this. Dun, dun, dun. Joining us today is none other than our very own Callum. Hello. <gasps> he was soft on the hello. I didn't even, have to, I didn't even have to introduce him. I, I just came to the mic. That was a natural. Such a we're natural. In for, we're in for a real... Yeah, I, I agree. Real. I agree. Here. <laughs> Callum, what's your name, bro? I'm Callum. Hi, wow. Callum. Hello. Hi, Callum. Hi, Callum. Hello. Callum, I guess, I guess we've got a question for you. We do have a question for you. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you a question. Yeah. Why don't we talk about Bruno? We should. We should. Whoa. We should. Controversial. Like, I don't okay. want to get political. Bruno's just like, I mean, he's up there. Like, <laughs> like we've had interviews yeah. before, but this already might be our biggest hits because that's probably the most yeah. controversial thing I've ever so heard. So why, why should we talk about him? It's just, he's just cool. Like, he's just Bruno. He's just Bruno. Yeah. To be fair, I can't actually argue with that. Can you argue? Like, here, here's the facts. <laughs> he is just Bruno. Yeah. I never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. So thanks. Yeah. Thank you for that. So Callum, are you going to boycott the song now? Because you think we should talk about Bruno? Bruno walks in. Mischievous grin. With a mischievous grin. Thunder. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> well, there we go. Uh, thanks, Alan, for that. Um, next question, Colin. I want you to tell me and Alan, and the listeners at home, one embarrassing story about yourself. <laughs> so, whenever I was like seven or eight, I, we, so my mum's cousin, um, her husband now was coming over he's he's from a different country and he's coming over to meet the family right and so i think it was your wallen it was somewhere at forest park wow beautiful and we all met probably about an hour and then we all Mm. decided to go for a walk Mm. and (laughs) so we were all going for a walk and all the children decided to go up to this like building Okay. Yep. I was up a hill. As you do. And yeah. I started to need to poo. Oh no. Oh no. Okay. He's mentioned poo. He mentioned the P word. He's mentioned the P word. So, He's mentioned the P word. Okay. Okay. So we um I said to my cousin, like, I need to poo and she was like, uh-huh. Go down to the parents. So I ran down, sprinted uh-huh. down. Yep. The parents were gone. 
I sprinted back up while the children were going. Oh, so, no. It was real. <laughs> I got to hold it in. <laughs> so I sprinted on the stairs into this wee, like, lay-by bit on the grass opposite, like, the lake. And oh, like, it was rows of people. Oh, so I ran straight up, straight up into a bush oh, and just crouched and just... It was about two and a half hours I was there for... Doing myself for two and a half hours. <laughs> sat there for two and a half hours. <laughs> Not many words. Yes, oh it was all over me, and I was, I was like, <laughs> I was like eight or nine here as well. So it's not like I was like two. Oh, no. So then, like two and a half hours later, <laughs> so you went down the family walk, and you got caught short. Went into a bush and sat for two hours in your own poo. Yes. And this is whenever. What do you mean? Someone was meeting the family for the first time. Oh, was it? And it was all over you. Like all over me, like my legs and stuff. That is oh, awful. Did you feel sick or something? I, more than just sick. <laughs> so then about oh two gosh. and a half hours later, they, um, all the parents, they'd all played football matches, had did lunch. Did not realise that you were missing? But two, two and a half hours later, um, my cousin Reza, he was like, um, where's Callum? And oh. then I just heard these voices, Callum, Callum. <laughs> my auntie Joyce was just there just like, <laughs> like it took your family like two hours to find you like True. to realize you were gone oh, so oh there's so many red flags <laughs> Callum. there's so many issues <laughs> so like a don't ever go back to rowallan because it's yeah. on the internet they know you That's pooed so in rowallan <laughs> you can't go back there <laughs> you can't go some worker maybe came around and was like oh for goodness sake not again someone's pooed in, someone's pooed in the rhododendrons again oh no so you can't go back there also the fact it took your family two hours to realize Too I was harsh. gone. That's so bad. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, we have to get off this topic because the next <laughs> question is so serious that we can't yeah. go from this to. Oh my word! So I would love to know, Callum, from from putting oh. yourself in uh, in wild gardens. Oh, a bit of a different <laughs> note. There's a bit of a different tone. This yeah. One. So how did you get from that to becoming a Christian? <laughs> <laughs> so Callum, yes. Question is, journey. The question is, how did you become a Christian? Yeah. So it's probably around the same time. It was <laughs> okay, not in the bush. Two and a half hours, no. really? <laughs> in the bush. No. Although two hours is a long time is with your lot. thoughts. It is. It is. So well. I was like P4, probably okay, about cool. eight years old. Okay. And I, in church, you know, I'd be learning about Christianity. Yep. Good learning about it. Mm. Yep. Learning about God. And I said to my mum one night, I said, can I become a Christian? And she was like, yeah, sure. So we sat in my bed and that's gone in my heart. Class. That's Love that. Really nice. Awesome. Really Doesn't nice. live up to your toilet experience, but... Well, you... I mean, way to bring my toilet experience to <laughs> uh, Listeners of the podcast, maybe you'll be lucky to hear about that one day. Um, I'm not going to go into it right now. Yeah. Apart from that, then, Callum, I want to know, could you tell us about a time where you felt that God has, like, spoken directly to you or moved in a situation or done something in your life where you're like, there's no other explanation than that was God? Is there, a, is, there a, is there an expedition that you have for that or a time you have for that? There's not really like a exact moment, mm-hmm. but um, kind of during COVID. Okay. And I actually didn't mind like isolating. Sure. And then whenever I got back to school, mm-hmm. kind of being around everyone, and there was like a couple of guys just annoying, mm-hmm. and I prayed, yeah. and um, they kind of just over the next couple of weeks kind of stopped. Really? And there was a time like just before. Well, no, it would have been after that. Yeah. So in second year, at sort of second year, there was one guy who was really annoying me, and I one night it just got like so much. So I started praying, yeah. 
and I prayed to God and like a week later he left the school to what? go to a different school. Whoa. So I thought that was kind of that's a mad. pretty big moment. That's so Whoa. cool. And like mm-hmm. that's, I mean, we're not going to endorse praying for people to leave your school, but <laughs> that is yeah. still, that's still, whoa, twice. Yeah. Like praying about the situation and God steps in and does something. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, then really cool. Ellen, you've got one last question for our good friend. Yeah. Friends. So obviously you have, you've got a lot of friends. You've got some that are Christian, maybe some are not Christian in school or um, neighbors or rugby or whatever. Um, is there something that you would like to tell them about God or about Jesus that they maybe don't know or maybe don't have the chance to do so or yeah anything burning um well kind of just like n- like no matter if you think he's not there or you think that he you know maybe if you're praying and he doesn't isn't like, answering within maybe next day kind of thing mm-hmm. just to have like trust that he will yeah. and just to like even just put your faith into him yeah. Like even if you, like don't believe, yeah. like just to give it like a, give it a try. Give it a try. Yeah. yeah, and class. just kind of he always be there no yeah. matter what. Awesome, yeah. love that. So good, so, so, so good. good. Callum, from poo to prayer. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> that should be the title. <laughs> that that will be the title of this podcast, from poo to prayer. Yeah. Um, Callum, that's awesome, mate. Mm. Thank you so much. We're gonna be praying for you a little later in the podcast. Um, but I'm gonna. I'm going to say thank you so much on behalf of all the listeners, on behalf of myself, on behalf of Ellen. Thank you you so much for coming in. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. That's class. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you later, bro. All right. Bye. Bye, Bye, Bye. Bye. Thanks so much, Callum. That was hilarious, pretty gross, honest, and so real. Thank you for your willingness to step up and share the reality of what a relationship with Jesus has meant for your life. I'm going to pray for Callum now. Dear God, thank you for Callum. Thank you for his fun-loving spirit and the warmth and kindness that you've placed in him. Thank you that he's unashamed to step up for you and to step out in sharing his faith with everyone in his life. Father, I pray for all of Callum's friends and family, those listening and those who aren't. May you use Callum as a vessel to share the good news of Jesus with them and to point them to the abundant life that you give. Thank you for Callum, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm guessing that you've probably heard this music before. I wonder how it makes you feel. Does it make you feel empowered? Motivated? Inspired? It is a cracking piece of music, and it's called Chariots of Fire. It was composed for a movie called Chariots of Fire, and the movie is about a pair of British athletes competing in the 1924 Olympics. But today, we're only going to focus on one of them. Eric Little 
was born in China on January the 16th, 1902, to his Scottish missionary parents James and Mary Dunlop Little. His family returned to Scotland when Eric was age five, and throughout his early life, Eric developed a love and a real talent for sports. In particular, he was a very gifted rugby player, but where he shone brightest was on the athletics track. In 1923, he won the Amateur Athletic Association Championships in both the 100 and 200 meter races. This got him a call up to be a member of the 1924 British Olympic team in Paris. But it was at these games that Eric would make a stand and grab the headlines for a rather unexpected reason. You see, Eric's best event was by far the 100 meter run. But due to the scheduling of the games, the final was set to be ran on a Sunday. This caused Eric to make the decision not to even compete in the heats of the event and thus forego a shot at the gold medal in his strongest event. He came under much scrutiny and pressure to change his mind but decided that this was the best way to stand up for what he believed in. Instead of racing in the 100 meters, Eric decided to train and race in the 200 and 400 meter events instead. A slight underdog in these events, he managed to finish third in the 200 meter race, and so all that was left for him now was the 400. Eric was stretching, preparing to race in this final event, when a stranger handed him a handwritten note. In the note it said this, in the old book, it says, he who honours me, I will honour. Good luck. Eric went on to win the 400 meter race, running at a blistering pace and setting a new record at the time of 47.6 seconds. I love that story, and I love it for a couple of reasons. The first, Eric seemingly had all of his hard work and effort gone to waste when he found out that he wouldn't be able to run in his favourite event, his dreams ambitions and plans have been snatched away from him. But listen to how he summed up his own response to the adversity that he faced. He said this, Circumstances may appear to wreck our lives and God's plans, but God is not helpless among the ruins. Our broken lives are not lost or useless. God's love is still working. Wow, I love that. Do you feel broken or useless at times? I know I do. What an amazing reminder that even in the midst of our darkest nights, God's love is still there and he's still working for our good. And the second reason is because of the simplistic yet effective message that that note gave both Eric and me when I heard this story. The verse that the note referred to in the old book was 1 Samuel 2 verse 30, which says, But now the Lord declares, Far be it from me. Those who will honour me, I will honour but those who despise me will be disdained. It's a bit too simple to say that if we honour God or do what he wants, then he'll make our lives easy or give us whatever we want. I think we all know that faith doesn't really work like that. In fact, this is more of a warning to the people of Israel here than a word of encouragement, but there's still some real hope inspiring stuff in there. God makes a promise in his word right here. Those who honour me, I will honour. That may not look like an immediate response like Eric received. It might be something that we wait all of our lives before we get to see. But the amazing reality today is that because of Jesus and what he has done for us on the cross, we can live in the hope and knowledge that because of his love, because of his strength, because of his power, that one day 
that promise will ultimately be fulfilled when we're reunited with God for all of time. So today, how can you honour God? How can you store up some more of those treasures in heaven that we spoke about in the early pods? How can you honour those around you? How can you be listening and searching for what God might be calling you into today? Or what is he calling you to lay down at his feet and let him take the reins of in your life? Whatever that is and whatever that looks like, let's honour God and look forward to the day that we see his promises completely fulfilled. So there it is, episode 5, done and dusted. We're over halfway through series 1 of the Grace Youth Podcast, but there's still plenty of good stuff to come. Thanks so much to all of you that were involved in today's episode, with special mention to Callum. Although, Callum, I don't think you're going to be allowed back in Rwalan anytime soon if they ever hear this. Remember, push yourselves this week, and in the weeks to come, to do some serious honouring of those around you, of your parents, of your friends and families, and of your God. Join us again next week for another episode where we'll be joined by another awesome young person. But for now, all that's left to say is thanks for listening, stay safe, and God bless. Future.